0: is homie and the dude the father and son podcast and today is another episode of DD diaries today we're talking about running your first battle royale one shot and how i ran mine um so basically after our last episode where we talked about um you know we we ended off our first kind of island encounter and we left the island and our our players kind of uh moved on um we've talked about how we we were scared to basically build this big city and that's why we created this first island so then after them leaving this first island they kind of were on a uh, on a pl- path line a plot line leading them towards this big city still panicked, still nervous about making this big city we actually decided to avoid it again um and we wanted to basically we assumed because they were flying quite a long distance through floating islands which is what our our homebrew setting is uh as they're traveling quite a long way on an airship we thought it'd be fun for them to encounter some of these islands along the way or have some sort of encounter before they reached the city that we uh we were kind of putting off building it wasn't procrastination it was a little bit of procrastination <laughs> and it
1: was, No, it was more like fear i, I do you think it was just like we didn't we don't know how to do this yeah, we just was, want to buy some time it was we weren't like yeah
0: we weren't like kicking back no like, oh like, no yeah. not at all no 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 um but so we basically decided that we were either going to run a encounter where the players went to an island and they were having some sort of festival and that festival involved the players getting uh, getting involved with a race that was happening on the island, like an airship race, um, either like that or like a wingsuit, like a squirrel suit race, that kind of thing around the floating island. But. Um we decided not to go with that because the dynamics of working out a, a, a race and flight and stuff wasn't something that we were also kind of prepared to do. So the other option that we had kind of for an encounter before they got to the city was a pirate ambush, um, which we will be talking about in the next episode because we did run the encounter. Um, but how- not just yet. Not just yet. <laughs> However, what we decided to do was to give ourselves a bit of time to decide which one we wanted to do. Um, we said, cool, the session's kind of coming up and we don't have anything prepared. So let's just run a battle royale one shot um and th- i didn't actually know that you could do like battle royale uh in tabletop games like i i kind of in my head assumed that they were it, it was a genre for like computer games you know like fortnite and PUBG and you know things like that however i now uh have done one and it worked really well on, in dnd so it, it definitely works if you want to try it out uh, 100% recommend it but we kind of did a little bit differently. We had like a little bit of a nice intro. So as the players left the island and they traveled a little bit, we I gave you guys a bit of time to interact with each other. It was the first bit of big role play that you guys had to get to know each other's characters and things like that after um, the chaos that kind of happened at the island before, which was being swept up in this small little plot there, helping the people of the island and then being uh, asked to escort um, Ulfur the wizard uh, to, to the... People's Republic, the city that we're, we're kind of not wanting to build yet. <laughs> um, so as you're on the airship, I allowed you guys a bit of role play time. And then we basically got into the battle royale. But I said that everyone went up onto the top of the blimp of their airship. Um, and as they watched the sunset, everyone kind of like drifted off into a sleep and shared like a group dream pretty cool and everyone kind of enjoyed that little intro to it and it made it feel like it was more part of the story than just a random like one shot that we're throwing in because uh, we haven't decided which encounter we're writing and we're too nervous to write that city it felt like this is what we had had planned
1: yeah it was nice as well it was you know i'm just picturing it now that imagery of just lying on top of the blimp the sky is up there all of us are there we're getting to know each other there's a bit of banter. There's just a bit of a relaxed feel to it. And then we just, you know, kind of
0: ease off into sleep. Yeah, some, some nice down, downtime activities. And then as you guys kind of like went into sleep, we appeared in this really awesome battle royale map, which I'll chuck up on screen for you guys. It was really cool. And we um, basically, had like this battle royale everyone came at it with different strategies you were really loud and a bit goofy as was our tiefling fighter you guys were kind of being a bit silly obviously still trying to fight and compete but you know doing things to purposefully annoy people in terms of like goofing around throwing rocks at people shouting across the map shit talking back in of my stuff. ass yeah. <laughs> shit talking it was great and um and where our halfling rogue and our uh, barbarian sorcerer who's doing like this hulk multi-class i made for him um they they took it a lot more seriously and were like very much in trying to win this battle royale so it played out really nicely there is a lot of back and forth there was a, a lot of banter, um, and eventually it came down to just the halfling rogue and the barbarian and the sorcerer. They had managed to kill off the two that were being silly. Ironically. And so what ended up happening was, though, I had placed some magical items in the field as well so that people could grab like a magical item if they had time or wanted to strategically. And so our halfling rogue grabbed this bow that I had designed that had like a D100 table. And it was kind of designed after Hawkeye from the Avengers uh, arrows. How he has like each arrow does a different kind of like ability. So um, you roll on the table to see what your arrow does as you kind of loose it. And um, she rolled on the table and she rolled this beautiful one. One of my favorites which is that the arrow uh, as it's in the air segments. Breaks into segments and then turns into coins. And those coins then hit the person uh, if, if you roll to hit and you succeed they hit the person dealing one point of hit point damage per coin so i got ryan our our barbarian who's getting hit with this to roll how many coins he was going to get hit with and he rolled 30 (laughs) so he took 30 points of damage and died from a barrage of coins to the face which was a a pretty funny ending to uh, to it all and it to, wasn't good
1: i would love to say took it like a champion but he was so bitter he was so salty. <laughs> he
0: was so salty um but it, it was really good because everyone had a great laugh we all had a lot of fun and then um i basically ended it by everyone like waking back up and the bit that i really want to talk about is kind of going that extra mile something that i learned from this battle royale was that going the extra mile really makes a difference with your players and what i mean by that is if you have a spare five minutes to do something or you're like oh i could do the simplified version of this or i could add just that little bit of extra oomph, um add that little bit of extra umph. it's it's worth it in the long run and the way that i did that for this was basically i spent a bit of time in photoshop creating photographs photographs don't exist in our settings so these are super rare items but i created some photographs of people that meant a lot to these characters so i had tom's family i had his wife and children who had passed away i had tracy's husband the halfling rogue's husband i had uh, our barbarian i had his best friend who is in prison yeah. we had like a bunch of these I, I photoshopped a bunch of these photos together and uh, whoever the winner was was going to get a photograph and so um the halfling rogue won so i gave her Um, her photograph and it was of her husband this meant a lot to her character and not only that but she also as a as a player really enjoyed it as well she had something physical to hold something to have and uh, and it meant that it, it just made the game a little bit more immersive uh since then we've carried that on we've done a, a skeleton key puzzle that we actually made physical um with uh like some like keys that you could slot through this like cardboard slot and i would like grab them to simulate the lock not working or let let it twist in the lock if it was working uh we'll, we'll show you that stuff in uh, it, when, we, when we get to it in the next couple of episodes but Doing that, I then we, we've continued that on and we've given people visas when they've now arrived at the city that we were talking about that we didn't create at this point we've now created it and visas are something that uh, happens in the city, so we gave a physical visa to every player and again, just adding that little bit of extra oomph mm. gave the players that little bit of extra immersion It means you guys are a little bit more invested someone can you know interact with something and hold something in something in their hands it it allows you guys to just I guess, get into it a little bit more and enjoy the moment a little bit more as well. So with the intro and the outro to the Battle Royale, it felt more like a normal session as as opposed to just a random Battle Royale one shot.
1: Well, yeah, and the outro was really nice as well. There was a nice touch in that the photograph that you created that was presented to the halfling, she woke up with the next morning on top of the blimp. So there was this question of like, did we actually have the battle royale, or didn't we? There was, mm. the, you know, there was that uh, Inception sort of feel to it—a dream mm. within a dream type thing—and that was a really nice touch. Which then she now still has that photo on her in her on, inventory in, in, in her inventory. Yeah. yeah, so that's really really cool. Um, I thought that was a really nice touch.
0: Yeah, it was it was really fun, and I think so. I guess the the, the big thing to take away from this is that doing a battle royale or, or even just throwing in a one shot because you need a bit of extra time to work on something or or build an encounter a bit further or you know continue building a part of your world um, and that's what we did we used this as like a placeholder so we could decide what encounter we wanted to do on the way to the city and also begin working on the city which we also did during this time uh, while, uh, while we kind of ran this battle royale and and you can set it up in different ways right yeah. we just set ours
1: up through a dream yeah sort of a collective dream that everyone then appeared in the battle
0: royale but i guess there's different ways to there's loads of different ways to, it. and not to mention it doesn't have to be a battle royale you could do you know we've talked about just social uh encounters you know of just like we we talked about because we're in floating islands you know this old couple who kind of drift around in a hot air balloon, just kind of whoever they encounter <laughs> they kind of bring them in for dinner and like that's a fun you know one-shot encounter that you can do where there's this really you know interesting interaction that you have so if you are needing like a placeholder or you've got a lot of work to do and you don't feel like you can cram it all in before the session uh, use like a little placeholder one shot it really does help you uh, give yourself that time but it also means that your players still get a session you still get a uh, a rep as a, as a dungeon master and it means that everyone's still still getting the fun of doing it regularly um, but it was really, really fun, and, and, and again, aside from, you know, use these one-shots as ways for you to uh, create more, like give yourself some time as a DM, but also go that extra mile, guys. When you are making a puzzle, think about how you can make it a physical puzzle if you guys are in person, that the players can interact with hold and twist and, you know, maneuver. Uh, if there is something that, you know, is being given out to the players, put it under their chair, give it to them during the game, mm. you know, present them with something to hold and to have and, you know, to, to paperclip to their character sheet or something like that. It will make a world of difference. Now, obviously, to their token. Yeah, or... exactly. I was going to say, if they are doing it online, for example, you yeah. know, it's, they, they get the, you know, a little folder full of the digital handouts that you've sent them kind of thing, but that will still mean a lot to them because they will have their own folder of digital mm. handouts that belong specifically to their character. So go that extra mile, spend that little bit of extra time, create that bit, it immerses, it immersifies, is that word? Immer, um, immerses your players more, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, there's, a,
1: there's another point that I think is is valuable, which we didn't really think about. We, we put it in there from our perspective, it was really helpful to us to just buy the time so that we could you know continue on with our developing the city. The byproduct of it was the actual players really benefited from you know, having another situation, another environment to interact with,
0: to battle against. A combat-heavy situation where you're not fighting NPCs, but you're fighting players that are strategizing against yeah. you and know you because you guys have worked together and stuff. So you're trying to play to each other's faults and each other's like, weaknesses and yeah. stuff like that, you know, as opposed to an enemy who you've never met before, you may have just rocked up upon you know, yeah. and you don't know much about. So, yeah, huge, like, we, we didn't even think about that, but coming away
1: from that, I think the players really appreciated it and just yeah. having just another encounter, completely different circumstances to to deepen that relationship between the players, whether it's, you know, <laughs> killing each other or, you know, making fun of each other or whatever, it's just another angle to how they you know how they interact
0: with each other 100%. So again guys we were nervous about creating a city and working on this next encounter not so nervous for working on the next encounter between uh where we were in the city uh but still had decided so uh you know we we are still learning at this point. And we were still kind of rocking forward and, and still super nervous and that's okay. We were still kind of finding our feet. Uh, we're a lot more confident with our creation now and like we've built the city and it, it's flourishing and is amazing and we look forward to telling you about it in future episodes. But next episode, we talk about... The Pirate Ambush from the dreaded Pirate King Zodiac. And um, it was a really awesome session. And I'm really excited to tell you all about our Pirate Ambush that we ran for the players uh, in the next episode. We hope this episode about running your own battle royale um, helped you out and gave you some ideas. Um, guys, thank you so much for watching d Diaries. This has been Homie and the Dude, the Father and Son podcast and Gaming Network. Thank you so, so much. Thanks, guys. We're chugging through. We're loving doing this stuff for you guys. Um, if you want to support us, if you wanna make sure that we can keep getting, you know, better quality set, better quality lights, make the filming better. Bigger um, bigger batteries for the camera. Bigger batteries for the camera. (laughs) Yes. You know, all that kind of stuff. Um, you can do that by just liking, following the page and subscribing to the YouTube channel. That is what really makes a difference to us.